Welcome to The Pretense of Justice with hosts Carmen, Roland, Sherry, and Sonia, where we discuss current events, controversies, and all things justice as we advocate for injustice. Let the justice begin. Welcome, family, to Pretense of Justice. We'll have Miss Carmen introduce the family. Hello, everyone. This is our first show called, like she said, The Pretense of Justice. We are excited to have you guys as our first guest. We are um, honored to uh, have your acquaintance of witnessing our first show. And um, I would like to um, introduce uh, Mr. Roland Carter. Um, I would also like to introduce uh, Ms. Sonia Robertson and also Ms. Sherry Williams. And I kick it over to Mr. Carter, who says that he is going to behave himself this evening. I'm always behaving myself. Okay, since since you guys want me to kick it off, um, the first thing I want to talk about tonight is uh, the exoneration of uh, two former members of the nation, the old nation of Islam, and we're talking about justice, pretense of justice. Justice. Well, finally, after all of these years, I believe it was about a week and a half ago that uh, brother uh, Norman Three X Butler and brother Thomas 15X Hagen were exonerated. They were falsely convicted on flimsy uh, evidence and pretty much didn't even have any evidence. The guys that were described in that shooting of uh, brother Malcolm, uh, these two Nation of Islam, and they actually were two members of uh, Moss Number 7 in Harlem who were under the direct supervision of Malcolm when he was the minister at uh, Moss Number 7 in Harlem. Uh, brother, the one guy who was caught at the scene, who was a member of the Nation of Islam in Newark, New Jersey, he got up on the stand, but it was after he had realized that you know, the, the, the other two brothers that was from the Nation of Islam from Moss number seven didn't have anything to do with it, but he saw that the government was just railroading them anyway because the descriptions of the two other men didn't even fit the, these guys' description. And, and a lot of people came to the FBI as well as the police, the New York City Police Department, mainly Bossy, Bureau of Special Services and Investigations, which is like a mini FBI uh they were told but they already knew all of this information and if you go back and look at um who killed malcolm that came on netflix uh you will see that all of this information was tracked down even the brother in newark that came out of moss number 27 was actually the trigger man who who actually killed him and it took all of these years to finally get and exonerations for these two brothers. One of them is already passed. The other one is still living. That's brother Muhammad Aziz, uh, who was formerly Norman 3X Butler. But along with that, early in the summertime, 
you had another issue with another undercover agent for Balsy, who came out. He uh, passed away about 10 years ago, but he left a letter and it was brought out that he was actually another undercover police inside the Autobahn uh, room. And later on in life, he had to separate himself from his family because he was threatened by the bosses at Bossy, the police commissioner and all of those people at Bossy, that if he ever said anything about what he was, what they had had him do, where they um, got him to lower two of the brothers who normally stand post for Brother Malcolm, he lured them to the Statue of Liberty to get them to ter- act like they were going to blow uh, the Statue of Liberty up. Um, he further was linked into uh, uh, Asada Shakur, Tupac's mother. He was later one of those uh, undercover cops who infiltrated the Black Panther Party and took them to court. And she, and at the same time, that's when she was pregnant with uh, Tupac at the time. So, you know, basically, what I'm uh, when we're talking about the pretense of justice, this is something that needs to be dealt with because all of these years, and brother Zach Kondo, uh, a brother who did this stuff years years ago who found out all this, all these people who were involved in wow. the assassination of Malcolm. And from what I've seen and the evidence that I've seen, it was a combination of the, the FBI, Bossy, and as well as members of the Nation of Islam out of Moss number 27, or no, Moss 25 in Newark. And finally, this brother uh, Muhammad Aziz and brother Khalil uh, Muhammad finally got the exoneration and got justice that's due to them but is it actually justice in my opinion no it broke their families up and another thing that got me pissed off over the years because i first saw this back in the early 90s what got me pissed off about it is that these brothers from the old nation of islam as well as the old nation of islam knew that these two brothers that they convicted uh, with Thomas Hare or Hager, uh, knew that them guys didn't have nothing to do with it and they let them go to jail. They let them go to prison. They didn't do anything to try to help get them out of there. So, and that's the old nation of Islam under Elijah Muhammad. So I'm just saying kudos to giving these brothers their exoneration, but do I think the pretense of justice was much too late? Yes, it was. I absolutely agree with you on that. And the worst thing in the whole world is to do time in a prison jail camp or cage for crimes or crime that you did not commit. And I know that story very well. And um, I can't imagine spending how how many years, 30 something years, 40 years, 50, 50 years? How long were they in there, Roland? I missed that part. Uh, actually, brother, the one who, the only living, the one that's, the only living one, he's 83 years old, I believe. His name is Muhammad Aziz now, but he was Norman 3X Butler. He spent, he stayed in from 65, and I believe he was released in 85 or 86. But it broke his family up. I mean, it did serious damage to his, his family, you know, 
if you watch the documentary, you'll see because he explains to you. And uh, brother Khalil uh, Muhammad, who was known as uh, Norman 3X Butler, he passed away, I believe, in 2009. So he didn't get even get to live to see this, but it, it destroyed his his life. You know, but even though uh, brother Muhammad Aziz spent that time in there, he still ended up getting master, master degrees and stuff like that while he was incarcerated. Yeah, but but you, incarcerated. Yeah, but so does that make it any better? I mean, no. he was able to get degrees, you know what I mean? Like, no, you know, what, what, I'm, what I'm saying, what he did, he continued. I get it. Service, he continued his service to the men that were in the prison. Um, and while he was in there, even though he was sitting there falsely accused, he still didn't let that stop him from continuing to learn and educate himself. And he helped a whole lot of ex-felons uh, uh, or whatever you want to call, uh, helped them out, you know, and making their lives a whole lot better than what it was before they came in. I can respect that. I totally understand that. I just still can't even phantom being, you know, behind the wall that that long. I just can't phantom it. And, um, you know, I, I've had people tell me, well, you know, Carmen, you was only there, you know, three years and, and it was, I shouldn't have been there three hours. I shouldn't have been there an hour. I shouldn't have been there a minute. And so I, my heart go out to those um, two men that spent all of that time um, behind the wall. And, and I think the, the worst part about it is the fact that, you know, the government knew that they were innocent. Mm -hmm. That's the worst part about it when your own country know that you are emphatically innocent. I know that story too well as well. And I think Sonia, you wanted to share something? Yeah, I'm just trying to figure out why all of a sudden it was not uh, national news until they actually came out that prison wall. I mean, we all know how, how the government works. You know, somebody got to take a fall and that's exactly what happened. So are they going to get paid? for sitting there for all those years? Yeah. Or, I, I mean, everything else is going on in this society and they wait till they walk out the door to say, okay, they didn't got free because they found you know, been found in, innocent. Well, it, the case no, no, actually, 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 they were all, they, they came home around 85, 1985. The, the problem is all that time being wrongfully convicted even when they came home after serving 20 years, even to wait all the way up to 2021 before they are exonerated from something that happened in 1965. And the evidence was overwhelming back then that them two men should have never have been in there. But like you said, Sonia, the, the way that the government works, they took, they suppressed all of the evidence. And they never let none of the evidence be out. Now, even even think about this. Even when they exonerated him, guess what they said? Guess what the government said? That there's no, there's still no evidence that the government had anything to do with this, which we know is BS. Yeah. But what did, what's the compensation that they getting for being in prison all that time? What are they getting from that? Like. Well, as, as as far as I know, I believe Brother Muhammad Aziz will be compensated some kind of way. I'm not sure how much it's going to be. Uh, Brother Khalil Islam, his, his name is Brother Khalil Islam. I don't know, and that's uh, Brother uh, 
Thomas 15X uh, Johnson. He, I don't know what's going to happen with him. Does his family get any money or compensation or whatever? I, I'm not sure about that. But the the problem here, it doesn't make any, it doesn't make whatever money they give. The man is 83 years old, and he has been sitting in a prison for 20 years for something he never did, and the government knew about it. And the compensation can't make up for them 20 years that they step behind them bars, you know? And and I don't know if you guys heard about this other man who was, uh, I don't know if they just threw the case out. He did 43 years in jail for something he never did in prison for 43 years. They let him out and gave him like 20 something dollars. And he can't even, because of the law in that, in that state, I'm gonna figure out what state it is, that they have a they just made the law up not too long ago. If you wrongfully committed uh, uh convicted, but there's no DNA proof that overturned it. But even though you got out on something else, but if it's nothing DNA, you can't get, be compensated. After a man spends forty three years in prison, government. that man he he gets twenty seven dollars or thirty two dollars. When he come out that door, now, that's, what kind of, that's not justice. And not to mention, they don't even acknowledge mental health. So when you you come home and you've been scarred by the system, they don't they don't even acknowledge mental health, and um, and it's it's really unfortunate. And um, and I you know just think that man lost forty three years of of his life behind the wall and look how much technology has changed and look how much um you know I remember when I came home I didn't even know what Google Docs was and and I was only gone three years. So can you imagine? And and another thing that the community don't understand or the you know the United States don't understand is the fact that when you go inside those places time stops for you and um as time marches on out there in society but while you're in there everything stops and people don't understand that and um i remember the day that my sister when both my sisters came and picked me up and my youngest sister karen handed me my cell phone that i had just purchased before my trial and I didn't even know how to turn it on. And I was only gone three years. So 43 years, is he getting the help he need? Is he getting the support he need? I'm sure his mother and father is gone. You know, is his siblings around? Like, you know, what is really happening? You know, is he still getting in the shower with shower shoes on? Is he still eating out a bowl? You know, what's what's really going on, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean you, you you just don't know. You just don't know. And and when you're talking about justice, it's it's these are the things that we have to deal with in our communities. Uh especially wrongful convictions and things such as that. And and, and then a lot of times you're getting railroaded for things you had nothing to do with. Um and, and that's I mean it's it's prevalent. It's all over the place, especially when it comes to us. Especially well, really, when it comes to us. I really think that what they're trying to do now, 
um, in society today and trying to combat it in different areas, they're going about it the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, all these little groups they got going on now, you know, they're going out, busting out windows and acting crazy. That is not how you get stuff done. And, you know, the way the Hill is allowing these things to go on, you know, it's more of us than it is of them. It's no excuse for any person who is innocent to be up in some place where they know they not need, don't need to be. But at the end of the day, it's too many people talking about it and not enough people working together as a team to ambush these people and let them know that, you know, you can't keep doing it to us, you know? But well, not, not to mention, let, let's say, you know, because, you know, for, for me, I'm not a judge of anybody. Let's say you, you made a mistake in, in life, you know what I mean? And so you decide that you want to take a, a plea with the government or whatever. You know, they're giving out football numbers for a paperclip, you know, and um, but then when you go over to Great Britain, they they not even getting that much time. So but here in the United States, they are giving large amount of time for first time offenders for, you know, allegedly, um, you know, people that, you know, were part of a conspiracy, but they didn't know they was part of con conspiracy. And, and, you know, they are given very large numbers for, for time for prison jails, camps, cages. And I wasn't even aware they had prison farms. So I just heard about that not too long ago, but they given out large numbers and it's just really unfortunate. And no one, you know, like Sonia just said, no one's really speaking out about it, you know, and people that are creating laws and statutes and codes and, and things of that nature, they thinking that they're doing the right thing and they, they are really not. They are really hurting people and destroying families and destroying communities as well. Sherry, what do you have to say about that? I feel like it's working perfectly for them because don't they get paid a lot of money per inmate? Like, it's just how the system the how the system is going. They want people to be arrested. They want people to go to jail. That they pro, don't. You, it's like nothing but promotion of violence and in the music on TV everywhere you go. It's nothing but promotion of now. Every time you hear anything, is nothing but negativity. And they putting it out there because when people hear it, they feel it. They feel those vibrations. They want to be it. They want to be it. And again, incarcerated. And then. It's one of the biggest money makers in United States. Well, I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure how it works in the world, but I know in the United States, getting all those grants for all those inmates that's constantly going to jail and keeping it as a revolving door about having them go to jail, about promoting more negativity. It's, I feel like, I, I don't know, right now, all the people feel like, right, it's TV shows. It's nothing but Grand Theft Auto. It's nothing but like they think it's a video game out here now everybody want to grab a gun and everybody want to feel tough and everybody want to it's, it's it's the negativity is just at an all-time high I, I and the vibrations and frequencies are at our all-time low yep the family dynamics they broke down the family dynamics back in the 60s when they said the, the wives can go to work so no one's at home. Everybody's doing what they want to do. 
you tired, you didn't work 10 hour days, your husband didn't work 10 hour days. Oh, I forgot, they didn't kick him out the house because he's not allowed to live in there. So therefore now it's even more harder for the woman to take care of the kids. They're going out here doing what they want to do. And a lot of times it could be innocent, but at the same time, it, nowadays it's too easy for them. It's too easy. These kids are running ragged. They let them do what they want to do. You can't even look at them wrong without them calling the police on you. You know, it, it, it just don't make sense to me. You know, you they don't gotta, respect the elders no more, no nothing. No, they don't have no respect, you know, and and they, they'll allow it. They'll allow it to go on. There's too many kids walking around here with guns in their hand. And it's sad because we didn't we didn't grow up with guns. We grew up with fists. You you, you or sit down and you discuss it and it over with it. But now, you know, they think they have to go through all that. Just to yeah. prove a point. It was a shooting a day, you know, at some high school. So, I mean, we got to get our communities back and, and not allow them to continue to tear it down. I mean, it's, it's having, I mean, I, I'm only in my forties, but I'm pretty sure back in the sixties, it was pretty bad. But now that I'm looking at it and as I got older, it's, it's, it's really bad. You got to take control of your kids. Don't let them take control of your kids, get them back and, and put, get them back on track. You know? Well, you, you don't, you don't have that much control over your kids because the, you know, the, the, you know, they are being told that, you know, you can't chastise your, your, your children and you can't do certain things. And, you know, the, the child has a right to do certain things what they want. And so that's an issue right there. Um, and I, I won't go into too many details on that, but that's that's an issue right there. You know, I feel like we all got whooped and we was just fine. And I feel like everybody else <laughs> needs to be whooped. Cause I feel like whooping should never had stopped at all. <laughs> and I'm like, everybody that got whooped seemed to be much better than the way they are now. There's no more chain of command. There's no more respect. There's no more. Okay. It, it was all, everybody had a, it was a pyramid scheme and the elders is stopped wanting to teach the young because the young felt like they know it, like they want to run over the elders. They feel like, okay, oh, you older than me. You can't move as fast as I can. Now I want to beat you up. But it's not about that because it's like when they was young enough to have their time and doing what they had to do, they did what they had to do to earn their respect where they shouldn't have to be trying to run down on no little kid or try to get a fist fight. Like this is schooling times, but now they don't want to listen. Nobody wants to listen. Everybody wants to get overran. Like they'll see that the 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 top is the top dogs that will be out there are getting killed by like that's like the pawn killing the king. And you're like, how did that, how does that happen? How did that even happen? That's because nobody, and every, it's, everybody's just running them up now. And you can't tell nobody nothing. People would tell, don't tell my kids nothing, but it used to take a village to raise a child. Mm-hmm. You used to get your butt whooped by the neighbors, the butt person down the block, the person by the teacher, then your parents would come whoop you. But now it's like, nobody touch my kid. I don't care if they wrong. We're going to be wrong and strong together. But it's, the way is just it's it, everything is just breaking down and then you tell then the government is trying to say okay now this is abuse you can't do nothing but then the government also want to say you letting your kids do whatever but yet if you try to do something about it then they're gonna call it that you being you abusive so it's like none of it none of it is making sense None of it makes sense. And it just goes back into the system. Like, okay, let them run wild so they can get caught up in the system. And it, like Sharice said, the children do have more rights than the parents. 
Sure, no, I have more rights. So they're like, okay, call, like, call them because you're going to end up. That's, my that's future, generation, uh, future generation uh, prisoners. What are you going to do when everybody's doing good? So, yeah. um, team, we have uh, some comments in the YouTube chat. So, uh, peace and love to Derek Bay, peace and love to T. Christopher, and peace and love to LJ. So, T. Christopher put quite a few things in the chat. Um, did you all want me to read it out or did one of you want to read it out? Uh, let's, I want to see, let's see. I thought I had, I, I, it was up there. No worries. I can read it if, if you want me to. Yeah, you can read it. That's good. Okay. So the first, um, comment T. Christopher was, uh, speaking on, I think, um, Sis Carmen, when you were talking about when folks come out and the mental health, uh, nobody's taking that into consideration. And so she said, the mental health crisis is real. It's a trickle down effect. They are also forced to be low income as well. It's almost impossible to get licensing as a professional once convicted of a felony. You know, I, I can I can agree with that. Um, you know, however, I'm labeled as a felon right now, and um, I am very determined to um, not let that stop me. And um, do I want to go in? back into corporate America? No. Do I want to go back and, and work for somebody else? No. You know, so I knew before I, you know, came home that I had this vision. They stole my voice, but I still had my vision. I still had my dreams of, of what I wanted to do and how I wanted to, to help others when I came home. So it, they do make it difficult. Um, one of the biggest things that they did to me was when I came home, I, I figured that I would draw my SSDI and I had to literally fight them for SSDI. And, um, and I did win the appeal and then the attorney that I had did not want to go back in front of the same judge that I was denied SSDI. And SSDI had paid in all of those years and I earned that money. And um, they said, because I suffered PTSD from being at that prison camp, that, you know, they're, they're not going to count that. And that's really unfortunate. So it, it not only affects with licenses, but it also affects with stuff like SSDI, anything that's dealing with federal, like IRS, it affects with that, you know, you automatically across the board is considered, you know, a, a criminal, no matter how they don't care that you're fighting and you're back in the Supreme Court, they don't care that you maintain your innocence, they don't care, they all stick together, all of those alphabets, they all stick together. And it's really unfortunate. For me, that was the purpose of me writing this book, in order to tell people what my experience was and is who I was and now who I have become. But for me, I refused to, to answer to inmate or criminal while I was there. I refused to answer to defendant. I refused to answer to felon. So if you can't call me Dr. Carmen Johnson, 
I'm not going to answer. And if you're not going to give me the respect that I that I deserve and that I earn, then we don't have anything to talk about. So for me, I had to come out and I had to create something for myself. Number one and number two, I was able to to uh, work with an organization called Life After Release that gave me an opportunity to get my feet wet. And that's huge. When you have organizations out there like Life After Release that is, is able to give others an opportunity to move forward after they have experienced horrific things. And, um, and without that opportunity, I'm not even gonna speculate where I could have been but I see a lot of people that come home that are suffering. And so uh -oh. I, hope, I hope that my book will inspire so many to remember, especially black and brown people, that they are gods and they are able to create whatever they envision. We just forgot. I didn't. I feel like it's also with the felony conviction thing, because right now it's, major, it's over 20 million felons in the United States with the growing number, with the numbers growing. It's like one out of every 10 is normally like a felon nowadays. So it's also, I, I believe it's people's ambition, people's drive, if people change of mind sometimes. Um, some people will go to prison and try to understand that they need to come home and better themselves. And some people get like stuck in a certain mind frame from whatever, depending on where they were, from what trauma they went through, from their arrest, what trauma they went through, from being in, like they have packed jail cells, like being in the, the jail cells with doo-doo on the walls and and boogers all over the place. And, and all that stuff is real. And, it, and it's, it, 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 really, it really gets to your mind. And it's like you, you, you really, a lot of people like you come home and then there's no life after having a felony, but it, you, I guess that's also what helping ourselves transform is that you're trying to show you have a life. You still have an ability to come home and do something with yourself. You still have a way with changing your, it's the, you change your mind, change your thinking, and you can, you can still you can still make it. It's just the matter, like we said, we don't have the proper mental health and a lot, and it sucks a lot because it's really, a lot of us is dragging ourselves out of that. You have to pull yourself into, you have to pull yourself into getting, getting things right. You have to pull yourself out of the funk that like in, it's, it's, it's not easy. It's, it's really not easy but helping ourselves to transform will help you. But it's not easy, but you, we here to help ourselves to do better and get better, especially after a, a dealing with a dark carceration from the police, the brutality, the, the racism, the the dealing with the, pol uh, the other inmates, the people start to click, they do the clicking thing, so now when one person don't like you, then the whole everybody else don't like you, you ain't even do nothing wrong to nobody. 
like it's it's like a whole difference it's many many different angles to really think about it there's so many different angles to, to think about it but right now it's like we have so many felons it's so many felons in united states because they're constantly as you said like you mentioned to before outside of the show like there's a lot of people in prison for statistics and codes statues and codes not really committing crimes not really doing something as an actual crime but statues and codes something that they probably would have gave somebody else a misdemeanor or a walk and a lot of us is in and it's 30 percent of the male population that's colored that's in prison like that that's a that's a large number for united states for 30 percent of males of colored males and not to mention conspiracy um uh laws are is a dangerous thing as well because that's knowingly and unknowingly so that means that i can get in the uber car and the uber driver could have a kilo under the seat and so the police pulled him over we we both going to jail and then you got to get you an attorney you got to try to beat the charges you got to try to get pulled away from him or her being a co-defendant i mean this whole thing is is messed up can i I jump in here real quick yeah i want to i want to make three points three quick points Mm -hmm. and everybody is familiar with the constitution of the United States, right? Mm-hmm. The preamble, I'm going to read you. The preamble says, we the people of the United States in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity do ordain and establish the constitution for the United States of America. Now, what do, what do they what do they mean by our posterity? They said ourselves and to our posterity, meaning our people. So at the time, at the time of the writing of that, what condition were black people in? Or quote unquote black people in? What what type of state were they in? Mm-hmm. They were in they were in a state of um, being what they call a prisoner of war or slave. Okay, so what that's telling you that this constitution, this particular constitution, was not written for us. So then you go to the Dred Scott case, and what does the Dred Scott case say? Uh, the Roger B. Taney, who is the uh, who was the Supreme court chief justice at the time he said let me let me read you what his what he said he said they the slaves and their descendants this is what what he said in Dred Scott case they the slaves and their descendants are not included and are not intended to be included under the word citizens in the constitution and can therefore claim none of the rights and privileges which that instrument provides for and secures to citizens of the United States. That was in 1854. Then in 1865, 1866, 1865, what did the United States Congress do? They abolished slavery, right? Or did they? 
that's what they think. <laughs> ain't, it ain't abolished slavery. They just made it not so, look so obvious. Now, now, so now let's go. Let's go to that. The Constitution and, and, and uh, Amendment Number Thirteen, Section One says neither slavery nor involuntary servitude, except as a punishment for crime whereof the party shall have been duly convicted, shall exist within the United States or any place subject to their jurisdiction. So what are they telling you? And that's still on the book. The 13th Amendment is still on the book. It's telling you if you're convicted of a crime, you go back into what? Involuntary servitude or slavery. Mm -hmm. So what do you think happened after Reconstruction? Reconstruction, y'all know what Reconstruction is, right? Yeah. Reconstruction happened around 1877, 1876 with the the compromise between the two guys that were running for president and they had a big issue about voting. You know why? Because a lot of the black people were voting for the uh, Rutherford B. Hayes and the South didn't like it. So they came to a compromise. And the compromise was to take all of the the, uh, Union soldiers from the South. And as soon as they did that, the first thing they did to the ex-slave was to do what? Take their votes from them. That's Mm -hmm. the first thing they did. And then next thing you know, you got the Ku Klux Klan. You got the white citizens councils popping up. And everything, they started making laws. If you didn't have a job and you was walking around, that's when they called you a vagrant. This is where the vagrant laws come up. If you didn't have a job, you know what they could do? They could lock you up if you couldn't prove that you had a job. This was down in the, mostly in the South. And they would take you and take you back to the plantation where you came from and make you work there or put you in a jail. Has anything changed? No, it's just more sophisticated. Those were Jim Crow laws. The same thing is just James Esquire Senior Junior now. That's all it is. And see, we first must when we sitting here looking at all of these things that happens. These are the the um. It's not the origin of it. What I'm telling you is the origin of it. What we dealing with, we we trying to uh, deal with the uh, conditions that come from all of those laws. Because think about it. If we were truly citizens and we had all these rights and all this, that, and the third, then why in the hell are we still sitting around here begging and asking them to, to pass a voting right law for us? That tell you, you that tell you you're not a citizen. Because if they gotta keep making amendments and laws to 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 protect you, that means that you're not a party to that constitution, like Roger B. Tanny said. What's your thoughts on this? I can tell you that's that's pretty much about sums it up. But with that 13th Amendment, now we all are. And it don't start with just the color community. It starts, it's the whole community. If you're not with the elites, it don't matter. We all got a number. And that number has been played on the stock market every day, over and over and over again. And we're the ones, it's more of us, like I said, it's more of us than it is them. And we continue to allow them to dumb us down because that's exactly what they do when they put you guys in these prisons. 
They dumb you down and want you to be obedient. How many places do you know in the in United States that they use obedience? They try to use obedience. Not only is it in the jails, not only is it in the churches, not only is it in the schools, these things like that, if they can't have that mind control over you, then they can't do nothing with you. But if you allow them to give you, okay, this is what's going to happen. This is how you're going to do it. I mean, certain things that goes on and say, okay, that's nasty. Why do these people do that? Because we've been, we've been controlled by these people for so long. And it starts from day one. When we, when we get on this earth, day one, they start using that mechanism on us. And we allow it. Oh. And we allow it. I ask my dad all the time. I'm like, look, why do you think that we always shifted away from the education? It's not that we shifted away from the education. It's that we listened to it and we would go behind their backs and do our own research. Okay, so why are you telling me this? If I'm reading it here and this is something else, but you're telling me this way, that's because that's what they want us to think. Nobody nowadays, people don't, they listen to these mainstream medias and they allow them to tell them how to think, what to think, who was right, who was wrong. Do your own research. They just call themselves passing another bill that starts with the, the second letter of the alphabet. Three of them. And I guarantee you, no one has took the the time to actually read what's in it. No one. No one takes the time to read what they're putting on us and said, oh, it's okay, you know, this is what it says. I don't believe that. Every document that comes to my face, I don't care what it is, I'm reading it. Oh, it's just saying that, you know, that you give us authorization. Nope, give me time, let me read it before I put my John Hancock on there. Because it's what? It's a contract. Yes. Mm -hmm. Contract. You know, so I mean, a lot of, we're still walking around here and, you know, dealing with these slave drivers and they sitting right up there on the hill. They, they, they whipping that whip on us every single day and we sit there and take it. And you know, but it, and it's not just one person. We all got to come together as a team to, to get this situated. We cannot do it alone. Well, the, the tricky part is some of them look like us. That's so true. I wanted to, to share that. And I also wanted to bring attention to um, some places that um, there are a lot of deaths that are happening in prisons and we are calling them murders. They are calling them suicides. So we have 44 um, that were in a detention center in Baton Rouge, 22 in a Philadelphia jail, 17 in Rakers Island, 10 in Pittsburgh, and these uh, deaths have happened within the last two years or something. And we're steady getting numbers in. So we got a call out to the nation to see what other um, states and, and, and counties and, and city jails and all of that kind of stuff where there are an alarming amount of murders, I would say, that are happening in these uh, facilities. And I just want people to know that these jails, prison camps, cages, detentions, and a lot of these detention centers, let me just be clear, most of these people haven't even gone to trial. So they are sitting there waiting or were sitting there waiting for a trial. So they wasn't even found guilty. And um, and they they died for, for what? Were, were they murdered? Did all of them commit suicide? That doesn't make sense to me. I don't believe that. 
Um, but I just wanted to share that information. So um, I will have more information um, on the numbers uh, the next time we uh, do our live uh, meet and greet and visit and treat. So. Well, I want to mention is like, then the whole point of the reason why they was able to trick people with the system and of course they add in new things and nothing really changed like like Roland has said it's all they they made it with it just it's, they made it a lot better they made it with more tact and made it so we're signing off on all the slavery but they originally made prison so it's supposed to be a reforming of the criminals that's why they make them wake up at early mornings to go to to eat food and you're supposed to work they make a mandatory work and all types of, it's, it's supposed to be uh oh we're trying to straighten out the people that was corrupt in the streets but that was all just a a, a gimmick to get everybody to sign up for the systems because they, they had to find a way to make it legal that's that's what it seemed like they had to find a way to make it legal so now it was like okay let's try and make it seem like we're helping the people when we're really just finding new ways to add into slavery, which that's why there was a difference of being an inmate and a prisoner. That's why I have different names for it. Because it wasn't an inmate supposed to be your, your uh, I, I forgot what you, you would call, like you're a willing, you're a willing prisoner. Like you're a willing, you're confined. The 13th yeah. Amendment made it legal. Yeah. So it's legal. But the, the statutes of what they try to use is, you know, we're here to ref, reframe the thoughts of a criminal mind. They, they do nothing but tearing people there's down. Nothing, there's no rehabilitation. There's no reformation. They That's not what, that's the lie. Yeah. Um, they, they, they are deceitful. They have been deceitful from the very beginning. It, it, one thing we can never ever expect from somebody who has oppressed you over the years is for them to all of a sudden wake up one day and say hey you know what i'm going to be great to these people i'm going to be good to these people mm -hmm. that's not going to happen because we we looking at it right now in our faces what's going on they they they're right out in the open to you now yeah of how they feel you know and and, and it's it's a certain segment of them who who operate in their capacity but at the same token of time as sonia's saying we have to one thing that uh kwame Ture uh used to say he before he passed away he said organize 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 and if you look at anything in this country it's built off of what corporations organizations and trusts and you have to bundle yourselves together if you want to make any kind of movement. See, if if we look at what's going on now in 49 states, in 49 states, why why are they putting these laws together? If if it doesn't if it doesn't matter about the vote, if it doesn't matter, why they have 49 states where the Republican Party has put out uh voter restricted voter restrictions it's the same thing they did the democrats did after the civil war all that happened was they they switched parties back in the in the in the 60s 
and then in the 60s and the early 70s and the old dixiecrat democrats became what's known now as the republican party that's all they did was switch is that what you assume? huh is that what you assume no that's what i know because right now i mean the place is a mess all I mean, of them are. in the last oh, several in the last oh, since all of them, all is a mess all of them all of them are, are terrible all of and them and guess what and guess what? I'm going to tell you, it, people always think it's just this party and that party, but it's not about that. Everybody got a part to play. And whatever you can do you, to... to you, listen, Sonia, Sonia, what? what I said was, if you're listening, here's the thing. If what I'm telling you, at one time, it was the quote-unquote Democrats, which were known as the Dixiecrats. Yeah. Those were your Bull Connors. We know uh, that. All of them type of people who was mm -hmm. out in your face telling you, calling you the N-word, in your face. All they did later on was switch parties. That's all they did. But but they both the same side of the same coin. The problem, the problem- I didn't get invited to the party. The I didn't get invited to the party. They, use, they have used the black vote over the years, both parties as political footballs. And, and that's all they've done. They've passed us from one part to the next part. That's all he, they've ever done. The thing of it is, what do what do we do about it? So just like you say, we have to come up with our own political block and vote as a block and not with no specific party, no Republican, no Democrat. We have got to do that. And that's the only way anything is gonna ever change is if we get the hell out of both parties. What people in the Republican Party and what people in the Democratic Party need to get the hell out of the parties, period, and form our own. And that's the only way you're going to be able to move something. All you got to do is talk to uh, Claude Anderson about it. And he he got the simple, he got the solution right there. But let me explain. I be in all that stuff every now and again. And I sit there and I'm sitting there listening at these tables when these people are coming, when these organizations are coming together because they voting as a block, they get stuff done. They get local laws passed because the stars at the really it starts at the local level. They they vote as a block. They get they 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 organizations together. I've been sitting in on them for the last three four months now. Mm -hmm. How they pooling their resources together. And we got to get behind this one dude. And if he don't do what we want him to do, or she don't do what we want him to do, we're going to get their asses up out of there. Well, good luck so with that. I'm seeing it. Good I'm luck with it. that. Good luck. Because I can tell you right now, it, do, it, it doesn't matter no matter how, how much money you have to put in that pot. If you ain't part of the clique, you ain't, it's not it. And like I said, at the end of the day, it's more of us than it is them. And if we don't need, if we don't wake up and smell the coffee and try our best to get these other people to wake up and smell the coffee, so we're going to continue to go down the same pathway of destruction and allowing them to treat us like slaves that we are today. Who you now? When you say everybody needs the people that you refer to that need to get together, who are these people that you refer to? If you ain't on the hill, then that's who I'm talking about. If you ain't on the hill, then that's what I'm talking about because it don't make no sense. We got a handful of people dictating how they how we supposed to live our life. Yes, you want to live in a community that's nice and clean and everybody's doing treating their neighbor nice and everything like that. But at the same time, 
who are we walking around here letting them divide us? We there was never such a thing. Blame ourselves. Way back then, but they 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 allow that to start fighting to, with each other. This race and that race. We all the same person. We all the same people. We do. I mean, may have different skin color. But <laughs> don't, don't you sound Buddhist now? You turn you turning Buddhist on me. <laughs> No, it's not, but it just don't make no sense. It, it don't make no sense of the division. You know, we all, hey, we come to this world the same way. We leave this world the same way. Why can't we all just get along and, 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 and stop allowing people to divide us? Tell that to Steve Bannon. Tell that to... Well, you know what? You can talk about Steve Bannon. I like him. Oh, all people need to do is start doing it for this. You want to clean neighborhood? Stop like living. You want to stop? You want to do things the right way? Stop. You got to be that neighbor to want to talk to your neighbors. And if you want to live in these neighborhoods and do all, you you first got to start with the man in the mirror, like Michael Jackson said. That's right. It's, you, if we want to be having all these things going off ourselves, you have to be the the person that's doing it. Also, and yeah, really, and really, when it, we can always band together, and everybody want to, yeah, we want laws change. But Karma would tell me right now, this is what changed laws. And this is what's going to make legislations pass. This is what's going to have them stop coming after us. Everybody could band together and and talk all the stuff because, like they said, opinions are like buttholes, and we all have one. And let and let me say something to you, uh, Mr. Carter. You know, I, I called myself banning together and creating something huge when the illegal foreclosures was running rampant in, in, in the United States and, and, of course, in the my state of Maryland. And when I looked around, and I mean, I had, did marches with five, 6,000 people and all kinds of stuff and big old town halls and all kinds of stuff. When I looked around, when the feds came after me, I was standing there by myself. And with that said, we're going to move on over into Sonia's uh, segment of conspiracy theories. What you call it? Uh, tin foil hat news. We can move oh, on. My tin foil hat news. Y'all like my hat? <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. It could not look a little KKK-ish, but oh, it's coming up. Look, I was thinking of the Tin Man from the Wizard of Oz. Well, there you go. Well, we're right thank you this much. First of all, like I said earlier before, you know, you guys got to get off of that MSN and start doing your own research and figuring out because ain't nothing out here. You, you got them telling you it's a conspiracy, conspiracy. I guarantee you, you start reading and picking up books and start reading them laws that they got up there. And because, you know, they'd be trying to delete that stuff, but you can't because you can go back and get all that stuff archived. So when they say they ain't doing it, they said they was doing it years ago. Anyhow, it's fundamental, but nobody want to read anymore. They don't want to read. That's why they put that's the only way anybody going to notice it. Hand. They put it in kids hand. I just watched the video um, last night and I finished it up today. And I'm pretty sure many people probably went to see it in the movies. It's called The Black Widow. It's a Marvel movie. And with that movie, if you look at it, you will see exactly what's going on today and what's been going on for quite some time about what mind control. How mm -hmm. mm -hmm. this one push of a button on that person's head can get that person to do exactly what they want them to do. 
And I guarantee you, I'm recommending that people go out and actually look at this movie. It's on the Disney Plus station. It was just came out. It's free. And watch this movie. I mean, he went and got all the girls who were poor, who lived in poor neighborhoods, just like you know who, and trained them to be murderers in mind control, beat up anybody who was around that was trying to get at him. Of course, the movie ended up where he was dying, but it basically pretty much goes with what's actually going on today about the mind control, and this has been going on for quite some time. Um, so the biggest mind control is social media. Social media, and you notice that all uh, certain parties have been stepping down. I guess you don't know why they're doing that, huh? Why are they? Uh, it was the, you got to check out the New York uh, courtroom that's going on today, which our little friend um, Maxwell. Maxwell? Epstein's. Epstein's uh, right. co-conspirator. Co-conspirator okay. and co-worker. That's right. And you got three CEOs just about to step down from their position. A lot of them probably been on that No Leader Express. But I can see right now, Roland want to say my boy was on there. I don't believe that would be true. Who? Who your boy? Who's your boy? You know my boy, the T. You talking about Donald Trump? Don't be talking about my boy. <laughs> he's, he's joking. She's joking. Yes. <laughs> I don't think he was on there, but at the end of the day, a lot I'm about to come down and because they don't want to be part of the, the what's really going on. We got to protect our kids from these these people out here doing dirty things to these kids. That's not cool. But anyway, social. A lot of it is coming from the little gadgets, the digitals, this, the these little phones that we carrying around is making people that's supposed to make us more social is making us the most unsocial possible and that and it, it you everybody now you can't go outside without seeing everybody have their head down and everybody done been through the the text walkers walking into text walkers because nobody have their head up to look around no more nobody and then this whole thing with minding your business is a little bit abnormal like i understand you want to you you supposed to be minding your business but you're supposed to be aware of your surroundings also. And I, it's all, it's the phones. And I'm like, I seen how I watched my age limit where I seen the phones was stand up. We didn't even, they didn't even have screens. They had two way beepers. And then now all of a sudden there's internet in my hand. Like what's I'm your, still amazed. You know, you but it was at point, a, they were at a party. What's your point, Roland? None. What is your point, Roland? I can show you the guy with the blue dress on. What, what's your point? Uh, what, what is your point, Roland? My man, he t he said he ain't know Epstein. He, he did not say did. that. He did not say that. He never said that. I know somebody he, else who say they didn't know him either. Hey, they all know him. Hey, Bill Clinton, all of us. This, this one thing I want y'all to understand. Listen, I don't care nothing about none of them people. None of them. And, I don't care and, nothing about none of them because they don't care nothing about me. Whether it be Joe Biden, whether it be Donald Trump, whether it be Steve Bannon, or any of them jokers, Mitch McConnell, none of them. Don't care. That, ain't, that is not the real Joe Biden. 
That person got a mask on. So that person ain't real. Yeah, alien. Yeah, no, he ain't no alien. Somebody he got one of the masks on. Then you see them people putting the mask on, you can peel it off and it, it be someone else. He ain't that ain't real. You can tell when he does his speeches because you know he can't remember nothing. So how he all of a sudden can remember yeah, is, can read he something? Getting, he is getting a little C now. But I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. He's but been seen now. Them, ain't none of them no good. None of, of them. Of course not. No, of course not. Well, you know what? Is 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 a lot of them out there that look like us that aren't any good either. Hey, there's a whole bunch that, of them that are in position, ego, ego that are that that are in positions to be able to assist, and they are are are, are not assisting. And what I, I have, what, what, I, and what, I have. What did I tell you long time ago? What 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 uh organization they all belong to? I told you that fifteen. I mean, 30 years ago. And what organization did I tell you? The NAACP? They, but that's one of them, but they belong to the Boulay. Yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. Boulay. Mm -hmm. Protectors of the King. That's what they, that's what that stigma pi five mean. With a, with a, with a thing is, is covered, the Sphinx, the Grecian Sphinx is covering up the urn. And what's in it, it's a circle within a circle. So who are they, who, who are them black people protecting? They protecting the people that we see on TV and all the people that we don't see on TV. Yeah. So you know, Carmen, you know, it's certain just things I'm not going to say on here because um, you're not, you don't have to. Here's the root of it. Oh, how black people sell oh, black oh, people out. That's that, why we was the only ones who was how, That's how we got here. That's how we got <laughs> enslaved because for some reason, I don't did know, we, why we did, don't matter did, to did each we, other. Did we, we sold did, each other out? Did we, or did is that what they wrote in the books? Because there's we a reason why they home girl. Exactly, because there's a we reason why they it's the reason why they don't want to pay reparations is because most of us of melanated skin or, or melanated people uh was already here. Mm -hmm. Now they trying to switch the history up and say, they oh let to take that out we want to take out slavery no 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 you can't have it both ways oh, that's, is that why they're taking down all the statues <laughs> but the whole thing is why would black people allow other you see how how black people run if they saw it as hey it ain't my people you you could do them over there but it's like we all was the same color you should that's the root of it that's where the root of it. Black people had allowed other black people, as long as they be like, oh, those ain't my friends or that's not my family, they, you could do that to them, not us over here. You, but don't think, you don't think Caucasians do the same thing to each other? They was enslaved for 400 years. We don't know what they was. We wasn't there. We, Sherry, let, let, me, let, me, let me throw this out there. There's over in Europe, there's a, a, a country that's called Yugoslavia. Mm -hmm. You know what the name of those people are? Those Europeans? They're mm -hmm. called Slavs. This is where you get the term slave. They were enslaved. Those people, those Europeans were enslaved at one time. And that's the reason why they go at us so hard. Because they understand that one time they was bowing down to us. Don't you know when a, a Italian call you a Muli or Mulion? You know what that really means? It means Lord, L-O-R-D. 
That's what it really means, because they know who you are. The problem is we don't know who we are. Ooh. See, here's, you, if, if, if you just made the comment about, and I'm talking about Sherry, you made the comment about the, this, this right here, those are the original people to this land right there. They were called the Omex. If you go all up and down the Mississippi River, right here you find pyramids all up and down this Mississippi River. This is our land. We were this is our here. land. We were already here. Our land. The whole earth is our earth. I believe that. That's what I said. We, we it is our land. We was already here. So why do they allow everybody to get? How they allow people come here to get that stuff? They allowed because, it to happen because because we fell in love with their God and fell out of love with ours. And you know who that was? Ourselves. We fell victim to their. Uh, um, uh, materialism that's what happened to us and we've been chasing it ever since we've been chasing their material ever since so they tricked us oh, they used technology on us they got us thinking all they did if you look at just like you go down into uh uh florida the quote-unquote native americans or native indians as they call them as they call them they call what the seminoles you know what Seminole mean? It means runaway slave. That's what it means. Okay? So they know who you are. Think about some of the names of some of the quote-unquote Indian tribes, the Blackfoot. Now, what the hell uh, 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 a mongoloid-looking uh, human being going to be called Blackfoot? I want to know how long was those new Slavia people was enslaved that oh, they, they bring it around here. Like, just like Sonya said, you need to read, you need to study, you need to go back. Now, a comic can tell you, I got stacks of books in here, tons of them. On Roland can tell you, I got stacks every, of every subject you can just you could think about. I got it. Um, so my point is, just like Sonya said, you got to study. You got to see what's going on, how long it's been going on, and go by timelines. Don't go by uh, uh, this happened in, in this time, I don't know. You got to go by timelines because I want you to tell me when did it happen. I want to know when it happened, but I can tell you this. We have been dealing with this since the uh, 1492 with the Spanish Inquisitions when King Ferdinand and Isabella got the got the call from the Vatican to enslave black people around the world because they dehumanized us and said we was we were animals and that came out of the Vatican but yet they got a black Madonna in there that they worship in the basement and they got your 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 uh your phallic symbol out in the middle of the square when he looking over St. Peter's Square there's a quote-unquote Tekken which everybody call like the Washington Monument, they call it the obelisk, and it is the, it is the symbol of resurrection. So when we start talking about all of this stuff that's going on here, trust me, I know about all of it. Just like this city that we live in in the District of Columbia was, was designed by who? Benjamin Banneker Bay. He was a Moor. He was a Moorish prince. But guess what? They don't tell you that, but I know it. 
Don't District of Columbia come from the point because it's part of Columbia and where's Columbia? Is it not Spanish? No. Columbia is is quote unquote supposed to come off of two different things. One is Columbus, which that wasn't even his name. His name was Crystal Ball Cologne. Okay? Crystal Ball Cologne was 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 sanctioned by them as well as the Vatican to bring to quote unquote bring some of those slaves that they did bring from West Africa here. But he never stepped foot over here on this part. But look, look at his name. His name is Crystal Ball what? Cologne. Now you add a Y onto it, what you get? Mm. Colony. Um. They colonized. That's what they do. They went all of, they're not natural nowhere on the earth. But that's what my point is. See, so when we start talking about all of this stuff that's going on, this stuff is, it goes back even before a Robert E. Lee or, or, or Andrew Jackson or any of these statues that they talking about bringing down. Andrew Jackson, what did he do? He drove the, the native black people across what they called it, the, the Trail of Tears. That was, those, those were Indians and black people that Andrew Jackson drove across America over to the West Coast and put them on uh, reservations. And who was Donald Trump's number one portrait in the White House? Andrew Jackson. Because he was nothing but a racist-ass man. Who? And his, his favorite one was Andrew Jackson. So what do you think of, oh, okay. Like I said before, I said that all of them are in the same boat. They all of this, everybody got a job to do. A, a, a job. Well, well no, check this out. Well, check this one out. So, 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 so Sonia, what do you think about Black Lives Matter? I mean, that we don't hear about them very often. I, I think of them as the same thing as the NAACP. I've not seen them do nothing that will assist any person who is of need in the, the color race. I think they play on people's uh, vulnerabilities. And, you know, if you out, and, and you know, if you go out there and see them out there riding, most of the people you see out there are white. Go figure. I mean, you got police officers infiltrating to be Black Lives Matters, busting up that, the whole neighborhood and stuff like that. Why would I want somebody to come up here and tear up the store I got to go to to go feed my family? I'm confused. You know, why are you letting these people come in, in our neighborhood and tear up stuff? But see, they're not coming. In, they, they don't even live in the neighborhood. They're busting them from state to state to come tear up somebody else's stuff. I would never want to be, I wouldn't want to be affiliated with anybody um, with the NAACP or the Black Lives Matter, because I have not seen anything that was assistant to any of my people out there, period. You know, they out there talking about, oh, I'm going to go because we got this case and we trying to get this person out of stuff. Okay, but what happened? Just, you can, I mean, Carmen, you can pretty much tell them what happened with the NAACP. They were MIA. I mean, what did you do when, when you called the national NAACP? The, when they them dogs them. never called me back. And I called them, left them messages, sent them emails, didn't hear nothing from them. They said they and didn't. When, they, when she gets out, okay, now they want to get back with her and affiliate. No. Mm -mm. 
They, they said they didn't even. They said they didn't know who I was. They saw, yeah. I wish. Yeah. I, I don't know if if, if Calm never tell you every time she used to tell me that name. What what I I wish you could say it. What I used to call him. You used to call him call them things that I shall not repeat on air. <laughs> I think they are here to keep the people at bay. That's what that is. Okay, so look, so think about it. They're here to rap to make you feel like we we got justice. Well, I didn't know no better. You know what? I thought that I was a scholar of metaphysics back then and I, and all of that stuff. And I, and I thought that it would give me a, a platform to, to help the people because at that time, you know, you know, those illegal foreclosures was, was tearing up, you know, black and brown homes they and so for me I thought it would be uh, a platform and i had no idea that they would abandon me who 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 was one of the original white european jewish founders of the naacp i will i don't want to have this conversation with anything well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm just no, gonna say this one name and then I we're gonna leave it alone his name was joel spingon Right, but I, me personally, okay. I don't want. I don't want to talk I about. I got you. I got Jewish you. People, yeah. All right. And they keep people at bay. They just come out so they can tell all. They can make all the black people calm down. We got justice. And when they come out, this is just for everybody to feel like something was done, not realizing it's all a word play of words that they use that's out there. Just like they'll tell you with these people that, oh yeah, these people was convicted. Yeah, they got these, they got charged and they was convicted. Okay, what are they sentenced to? Because y'all want us to see certain things and put certain words out there. Or they'll tell you, oh, this police, oh, this person was arrested. They had got, this person got arrested for this crime. Okay, but was he charged? How about that? Because they always want to use certain things. I I was charged and 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 I still stand by my innocence. But that's what I said, when you're getting caught up in the, when they're showing the media and when the NAACP come out, when all those people come out, there's normally a word, it's not even just them, but just the news in general, when they have the word play of just like the other day when this big case with all the, with those three guys that chased down that, that black man, Aubrey, and with the truck, they got out, they saw him running from some abandoned house. And then they jumped in their truck and then chased him down. And then the other person saw that they was chasing him down. So they ran after him too. And it was like, okay, everybody, it was okay, y'all all got charged, but they were seeming real calm to be charged with murder in nine different counts. Why do you think they televised it? Why do you think they televised the case in Wisconsin? Why do you think they did that? Just why? to make us feel like they got justice. But I want to see the sentencing though. What did they get sent? Because y'all all got charged. You gonna come home in five years? What's what, what? What? How long are they about to make these men stay up in prison for? For what they have done? That was that's a what I want to know. Because they like to use certain things to make us feel calm. Like yeah, justice was served. Oh my God, yes, he was found guilty. He was found guilty. But how long yeah. he gonna be in there? If you ain't seen it with your own two eyes, you can't believe it. That's how I look at it. If you have not seen it with your own two eyes, I don't believe it. You continue to believe what they tell you on the MSN, MSM if you want to. But if you ain't seen it with your own two eyes, it, it ain't true. 
those nine count, I feel like they took that real easy. So I'm like, I, I want to know what what what's their plea deal. But they're not going to show that. They just want to show. They wanted to rile everybody up and make everybody feel like justice was served. Justice was here. Yeah, those men got charged. Okay, but what's are they going to sweep the rest of the trial under the rug? They're going to sweep the sentencing day under the rug. Like, what, what are they going to sh showcase those days of how long these people are about to do in prison? Because that's what I want to see. They going to happen. They going to happen. That's what. But we're still missing the point. It's like, you know, and I had posted something on um, Twitter and Instagram the other day. And I said that there are some good black people out here and there are some bad black people out here. There are some good white people out here and there are some bad white people out here. And we have to take that into consideration. And y'all know that I'm a practicing Buddhist of over 20 something years. And so I've had some black people do some really horrible things to me and i've had some white people do good things to me so it is it, it just it just depends you we, we're talking about individuals and, and people some people have compass moral compasses and some people don't and i stand by that and um i had a couple of uh high profile you know black attorneys and the, this last attorney that I had, which is Caucasian, did his best. He did he did his best. He did better than the other ones. And um, I love my people. I love the skin that I'm in. I love my hair. I love everything about our culture and everything. But we have to be realistic. There are some good people black, bad people black, good people white, bad people. Mm -hmm. And as a Buddhist, I, I just want to be around people who hold on to their moral compass. That is very important to me. It seems like there's a lot of lack of integrity. I don't even think they even know that word nowadays. When you, when you see a lot of people lack integrity, it's all of who can hate the most and who can feel like I don't care about nobody liking me. And I don't care about what nobody thinks of me that's more going around opposed to people wanting to care for each other and, and caring about what your character is to the next person. You're supposed to have like your word could, could be your bond. And now it's like, okay, no, you can't take people words for it because everybody's looking for some, some it's, it's just like a lot of backstabbing that's <laughs> going around and nothing but if I can't use you, I can't, I can't deal with you type stuff. And it's like, nobody has integrity. It's not, and that's not, all, and that's not all right. We're supposed to all supposed to be genuine people. And it's like, the, that's what's bringing down. There's no love. A lot of people, not, it's a lot of big lack of love. It's just, everybody just feel this negative thing is more popular. It's more, I, I don't care about what anybody thinks about me. I don't care. You're supposed to care. That's your, that's your character. But it's it just it don't seem like it's it's spreading and it's I don't know I just feel like just like the terrible twos that, that negative out of all the good things you can say around your kids they pick up the worst thing that they can say and that's what the world's becoming to now and it's like we're outnumbered you was we was always outnumbered 
when it came to smart people and slow ones. So they're overpowering all the bad stuff that's being constantly promoted out there. And nobody is like, who's stopping it? Who's going to try and speak up? Who's going to say anything about it? Who's trying to battle against it? Turn the TV off. So I just want, <laughs> I want, I, I want uh, to end the, the show with just letting everyone know that, um, you know, uh, Sonia, her uh, posting uh, aspects is for conspiracy theories. And uh, Roland hosting aspects is for current events current affairs. Um, my uh, hosting aspect is just to, to bridge all of all of these things together and Sherry's is to bring an aspect of youthfulness. And I just wanted to share that. And um, I just want to go around the, the, the room real quick. Uh, Roland, you can say your, you know, say a few things and then move on to Sherry and then to Sonia. Well, I mean, me, I want to just uh, piggyback off of what you're saying, and, and I heard Sonia say it earlier. You know, there's only one human race. Um, the point is that we all like-minded human beings need to, that are on the right path need to get on the right path together. And as you said, there's more of us than it is of them. And the thing is, everybody needs to open their eyes and open that third eye to see that and realize that um, we all need to get together, stop going at each other be based off of what somebody looks like. It's like you guys are saying is good in all different shades of humanity. Um, the sad part about it is we got a long way to go. Uh, we've made some progress, we've made some strides, but we still got a long, long way to go and we can't give up and we got to come up with some solutions to the problems and the issues. That's it. I, do, I, I absolutely agree. It's just more of a, I just feel like the negativity needs to slow down. People have to start caring more for each other. People have to feel like, stop thinking like, I don't care about what nobody thinks of me and what nobody feel or what nobody say, because that matters. Especially when you're growing, how are you gonna do business with someone you can't trust? How are you gonna wanna partners, have a partnership or deal with someone or live near, near some of that neighborhood that you were talking about earlier? We wanna all live in that nice neighborhood and everybody's so good with each other and all that stuff. We have to start being those people. That's a, as long as we start being those people and start looking at ourselves and start making those changes to, to, in like not look at skin, not look at race, not look at their ethnicity of their origin of feeling like, okay, because you know, they have this thing where they say Asians don't like blacks or they, the Spanish or, you know, we all are, we all are one human race. We're all one human race and you just need to come together. Sonia? Well, I, well, with that being said, I love every person in the world. How could I not? As long as you ain't did no harm to me, I ain't hurt my feelings. But at the same time, 
You know, we got to get back to our roots and grab a hold of our family, our kids, tell them to put those electronics down, start picking up books, start teaching them, understanding what they're dealing with in school. Like I do with mine. If you know, what did you do in school today? Okay, well, let me build on that what she was saying or get you on the right track to let you know this is what's going on. We got to get our kids before they get back into these situations where they're running the streets and in jail for no reason, just walking down the street or just dumping the trash. Family first, clean your house, send them out there to the real world, give them the facts, and whatever they do with it, you hope that they do the positive thing with it. If not, you just got to be there for them, hundred percent. Bring back the help. Do it by themselves. They they need that. They need that guidance. And if you allow the streets to be their guidance, that's exactly what's going to happen. And I would like to end uh, our show this evening by saying that we will be back in December. And from a personal note, I want the world to know that I am a practicing Buddhist of over twenty something years, and I love everyone, even the ones that trespass against me. I forgive all of my enemies and all of my frenemies. And I meditate every single day for love of this planet, love of the universe, love of the people, the human race. And with that saying, please purchase my book. Go to our website, Helping Ourselves to Transform. Go to an organization called CERN and also go to an organization called Life After Release. And with that saying, love everybody, but also love yourself. Thank you. So.